Welcome to our weekly podcast of Womankind Collective with me, Lou Hockings-Thompson and me, Jinty Sheeran. We will talk all things woman, so get the kettle on and settle in for a chat and probably a lot of laughter along the way. Coming up in this week's podcast, we have another foodie collective and this month we are taking a look at easy no-bake recipes and we have a great one for you to try, a no-bake chocolate fudge flapjack, try saying that with with flapjack in your mouth, from the wonderful Emma Hollingsworth or Mrs. Hollingsworth on Instagram. We have our book collective where we will be discussing the next few chapters of Untamed by Glennon Doyle and find out how we are both doing with our WIs. And after last week's wine collective, some of you have asked why we can't drink like we used to. So this week our topic is alcohol and the menopause. Yes. Exciting stuff. It's quite interesting, actually, Lou, isn't it? Really interesting. Um, And on May the 10th, it is the last day of National Pet Month, so we shall be taking a look, playing and reading your furry friend's stories of pets during lockdown and how they've helped helped us. Um, And one of those stories comes from Laura. We've missed Laura. Oh, Oh, she's back. Mm, She's back. She's back with vengeance this week. You might be fed up of Laura. Oh, okay. Never fed up of Laura. (laughs) No. Um, and she's back and so she's been busy and she's also left a story with about her dog Rufus but she's also sent us her three tips for oh, life brilliant. Yeah, so that'd be and it's exciting this week because I can see your face Lou oh, Boris has allowed us to be face yes, to face look at us look, look at our recording studio same, in your house yeah same room I know it's great same room it? with a big mick in front of us <laughs> yes big mick <laughs> no it's good it's really nice um, and oh actually while we're face to face we can I just want to let everybody know because a few people have been asking about Millie and how we've been getting on so um so we've got Millie's diagnosis this week Mm -hmm. she I've had her permission she doesn't mind me mentioning in fact she wants me to mention um so her diagnosis is definitely um ASD which is autism spectrum disorder right um she's yeah she's sort of mid to high on the spectrum um but yeah so and we got the the the, um psychologist absolutely such a lovely man and I'll give anyone his name if anyone's interested um we went privately in the end because it's a three and a half year waiting list and you know at 23 you don't want to wait till you're 27 get on with your life gents don't you exactly exactly so um that's the way we went and absolutely brilliant and we just both burst into tears when he told her out, out of pure relief I bet it was yeah real relief she she just she just feels she can get on with her life. Yeah. And how important is yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, I'm so, so pleased. And yeah. I think a lot, of, a lot of the listeners, we're all rooting for Millie. And I think that that's just lovely news. Yeah. Definitely. Hashtag be more Millie. Hashtag be more Millie yeah. always. Yeah. yeah. And if anyone's, you know, got any, we've got some numbers and we can signpost you. If you've got any sort of queries or worries um, on that on that subject, then, yeah, you know, let, let us know and we'll pass you on. Okay. But um, we've had some great comments this week oh, as well, we, Lou, you know, we? Again, we've had some amazing <coughs> comments. So we've had a comment from Nikki, and she says, my copy of Untamed is on its way. Yay. Hey. <laughs> and she has just listened to episode seven with Emma Ellis Flint and said she loved every second and so much resonated with her oh, in these lovely podcasts. And I always learn a little tip I can sh- use 
or share with a friend who would benefit. That's so well, nice, isn't it? That's it. The more people that know these things, the more people you can share with, yeah, isn't it? It's absolutely. Great. Great. Absolutely. And um, Sasha says she's loving the book Untamed and she would never have chosen it for herself. No. That's a good thing about this book club, isn't it? You, Absolutely. You may not choose yeah. it yourself, but you, yeah. yeah, it opens you up to all these new, new things. And, um, <clears throat> oh, I must tell you, I bumped into one of our lovely listeners, Nikki, when I was out on my one of my dog walks. And she said, now a bit perturbed, because she's now not listening to the Archers <laughs> on a Sunday morning. She's listening to us. So... <laughs> Goodbye, Archers. Hello, Womankind Collective. We're, so thank oh, you, Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. We're your new soap opera. Yeah, we certainly were. Well, yeah, certainly are. That's great to hear. Um, and Jane, we've got a new listener, Lou. We have. Um, she commented on our HRT myth busting with Annie. Um, and she said, 19 minutes into this podcast, I paused and I made a doctor's appointment. Thank you so much. Oh, I, that... That gave me goosebumps. I know, that's me too. About. Me too. That's you, brilliant. You know. Well, let us know, Jane, how you get on with the doctors. Oh, and if it doesn't do. work with the first one, keep as going. Annie did, keep going. Keep Tick going. Tick them <laughs> And we've also had we had lots and lots of positive comments on Earth Day and the reusable sanitary yes. products. So we again we will signpost you to anything and any questions that you've got. Exactly. Yeah, we will. Oh, and we've just had one um, another message from lovely Sarah who's um, found a bit of a bargain, I believe. She me. has found a bargain. So Sarah, we've always known Sarah loves a bargain, a barging. So she's found that Fleury has got a pound off at Sainsbury's. So, so Fleury was our wine. Or, the, uh, wine the wine the collection wine this month, and it's down to £9, not ten. Where was it from, sorry? Sainsbury's. Sainsbury's. Oh, Sainsbury's. Sainsbury's. Good old yeah. Sainsbury's. Yeah, well good done. Well done. And also, she messaged us um, to say, I'm going to read out part of this because I didn't actually know this and I no, think a lot of women might I not. I didn't so either. It'd be interesting if you've gone on the oestrogen, maybe a patch, to for osteoporosis because maybe you've got osteoporosis in the family yeah. or you might have oste osteopenia which is the beginnings of osteoporosis if you've gone on the patch and your doctor has given you 25 milligrams i'll just read you what sarah says um so she said i noticed when reading the paperwork in the box that actually 25 milligrams doesn't help osteoporosis so she's she's said basically gone back to the doctors and said she wants 50 milligrams because if that's the reason you've done it you yeah. need you need 50 milligrams so she's waiting for a call back her doctor said oh i didn't realize that either so <laughs> but the thing is the thing that annoys me is you have to keep having to wait all the time and for the you doctor know to what get back and to. just and you have to do your research <clears throat> yeah yeah that's you know yeah i mean lucky she read that but yeah. then quite often there is misinformation on these things as yeah. well they're not always sort of yeah. that up to date so sarah can you let us know what your doctor says and if anyone else knows anything on that i yeah, might i might actually add. write to dr louise newson and ask ask oh, her about yes. that um so thank you for letting us know that yeah, sarah thank that's you, brilliant sir. so what's next lou shall we get on with the book collective yes let's do it so how are you getting on with the book, Jins? Oh, as yeah, I just love it. It's still going strong. Um, I have a confession. I didn't read all the chapters okay. this week, but not out of, because I didn't want to. I just ran out of time. And I could have speed read it, but you it's need, not that no. sort of book, is it? You need to devour every word she writes. Completely, completely. Uh, you know, it's, it's Devour, so... digest, yeah. ingest. Ingest. All of that. Ogest. Yeah. Is that a word? <laughs> it is now. It is now. So I've ogested the, these chapters. Okay. And, um, I absolutely loved it. 
um, yeah, there's a, there's a few things that, that stood out. Um, attendance yes. um, was one of them. She's, we're moving on a little bit now in her life and she worries um, that she's ruined her children's life by mm. getting a divorce, you know. Um, she's got these three children. Um, so am I, am I ruining them by putting them through divorce? And she, she rings her friend Liz, I think it is. Yes. Good friend Liz and says, you know, have I ruined them? What, what do you think? And her friend gives her this sort of information, which I think is, is just fantastic. Yeah, it is a bit of an analogy. Um, she says you're like a flight attendant. So, you know, during turbulence. So what happens when you're on a plane doing turbulence? You're all looking to the flight attendant, aren't you? Please tell me it's going to be okay. I don't know what's going on. Are we going to crash or are we going to keep going? Is it just going to be a bumpy ride, but we'll all Mm -hmm. be okay? And so that's what you're like as a mum. And um, so at the end, she sort of says, family is whether we're falling or flying, we're going to take care of each other through the whole damn ride. And it is so true. Because, I mean, I don't know anyone out there that's going through a divorce or been through a divorce. It's mother guilt, a parent guilt. Oh, really, isn't it? It can happen to the the man as well. It can, it's both both, both both ways. And, yeah, I went through it. My kids were quite young. And there is, even if you know in your heart that it is completely Mm. the right thing to do and your children are going to be better off, it's, it's hard. It's yeah. really, really hard. So I think that flight attendant analogy is a brilliant perspective. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I absolutely love memos. Oh, I've, oh yes. I've got that written so down. A little rustle of my book here, but yes. it's in front of me. So when she says, my mother's, this is about every generation of parents receives a memo when they leave the hospital with their baby. So her grandmother's memo was here, take the baby, take it home, let it grow, let it speak when spoken to, <laughs> carry on with your lives. Yeah. Then her mother's memo was here's your baby, take her home, then get together each day with your friends who also have these things, drink tab before four o'clock, unwind coolers after, smoke cigarettes, play cards, lock the kids out of the house <laughs> and let them only in to eat and sleep. <laughs> That's so true, and my my parents weren't like that. They were a little bit older than most people's parents, but m- most of my friends' parents yeah. were very much like sat that. on steps, sat on steps, steps yeah, with a lemonade yeah. and a bag of crisps, bag of crisps outside yeah. the pub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just play over there. You for play a over bit. there. Doesn't matter. Go 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 and play with the cars and the traffic. Yeah. yeah, and and our memo when we have had children is here is your baby. This is a moment you have been waiting for your entire life when the hole in your heart oh. is filled and you finally become complete. That's a load of bollocks, isn't it? Yes, it is. But that's what we believe at the time. That's what we believe and what mm. we're led to believe. If after I put this child in your arms, you sense anything other than utter fulfilment, seek counselling immediately. <laughs> <laughs> after, you, after you hang up with the counsellor, call a tutor. Since we've been speaking for three minutes, your child is already behind. <laughs> yes. Have you registered for Mandarin classes yet? And I just think, this is it. The pressure oh. that we were supposed to put on our yes. children. Yeah. Oh, and a, ourselves and ourselves was such a burden was yeah. such a heavy load to carry yeah and then at the end of that chapter she says the new memo the new memo memo should be when to a mother with a child is here is your baby love her at home at the polls in the streets let everything happen to her be near yeah be there, pick things up when they're needed, yeah, but let don't, them yeah. go, let them be. I, I wonder, I don't know what the statistics are, and maybe when we've got time I might look into it, if postnatal depression and things like that went up, you know, for, yes, in our, even be... now that pressure's still on, yeah. isn't it? Because 
you've got the pressure of being a new mum when when we had a but then it's the pressure of you've we had to, do you remember victoria beckham yeah had they were all having tummy tucks and cesareans yes. you were seeing photos of these perfect what we thought were perfect women yeah. perfect babies yeah they were out by seven o'clock in the morning for a run and i mean i could get eight out. skinny jeans yes I wasn't at the door before three o'clock in the afternoon. With no, no teeth cleaned and nothing I else was going on. Dribble and sick on one yes. shoulder and Yeah, and you're I made just, to feel a failure for oh, it. Completely. I, I remember being able, I remember not being able to cope at all, yeah. but not admitting to it. No, oh good God. You no. never admit good to not God. being able to cope. And I think that went on for, that goes on for years after you have a does. baby. Years and years. It does. So take note of that new memo. Any new mums out there, just yes, you listen, know that's Follow the new memo. Follow the new memo. Yes. Um, and, and talking of um, our children, I liked the chapter also, Boys, and she, she had a very similar, raised a very similar point to um, Caitlin. Caitlin Moran about how boys are still a subject to the patriarchal society just as much as as, as women are yeah. um, in a different, in a very different way. Because we know the patriarchy isn't all men. No, exactly, exactly. It's just the, the way, the way it is. And, the, you know, it's so, so for me, in this chapter, it's about recognising how important home and family are. Mm. And it's not all out there and what um, exam results you get and what you achieve sport-wise. So sport-wise is huge. Huge, isn't it's it? Just massive. What club, like you were saying about Mandarin? What what clubs are you doing? Is is he playing football? Is he playing rugby? Is he, is he in playing the team? cricket? Is he, he got to get in the team? Eighteen B team, first team. So, yeah. What, oh, oh, it's so much. And she talks about. Do you remember the bit with about her ex husband when he went out? A friend of his, um, yes. that friend of theirs, had yes, a baby. Yes, yes. And he was asked to go out with the father, you know, to have a drink, yeah. whatever. He comes home after a few hours, and um, and Glennon says, "Well, what's?" What did the baby weigh? What's the baby's name? Um, oh, I don't know. It's just, well, what what did you talk about? Well, soccer, um, you know, and cars. Skirting around the issues, the issues that actually make you vulnerable and actually find out about yeah. yourself. Yeah. How are you? How are you really? What's going on? How was the birth? How did you find the birth? There's none of that. No, there's none of that. Oof. Emotions, you yeah. know, they've got to keep buried. That's so sad. To keep buried. I bet they don't want to. It's just actually opening up and actually having that conversation and learning to have that conversation it, I think, it is isn't it? and I think as mums because we've been brought up that way um, we've got to be careful to teach that we don't teach our boys yeah. to man up and do all these things yeah. I've got two very um, uh, quite you know very sensitive boys and I've always encouraged that and I'm really glad I've read this and I've thought oh thank god yeah Thank God I encourage yeah, that yeah, yeah. because I think, you know, it's it's dangerous not to. So dangerous, know? so dangerous. Um, and I got as far as blood baths, which I'll okay, just um, go, go into. Um, so this, because I think this is a really important sort of moment in her life. Mm. She goes around doing these book tours, doesn't yes. she? And she's done this book tour um, and she's been very honest always with her listeners. She told them she was leaving her husband. Every, the only thing they didn't know is that she'd left him for another woman. Yes. So she decides the night before that she's going to put on Twitter or Instagram. She's going to come out. Yeah. And put a lovely, she put a lovely photo of her and Abby um, uh, canoodling. And um, <laughs> I, I don't think she uses that word. No, no it's, it's not quite, a word Glennon would use. No, it's kind of, quite, a, quite a British word. Yes, it one, is, canoodling. It? I quite like that word. Yeah, it's nice. Um, and one of her teammates that she was on the tour with mm. said, are you ready for the bloodbath tomorrow? You know, waking up. And having all these 
Because you know, press and everything. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, but what did happen really surprised her. So what happened was just a complete outpouring of love from from her fans, from from people who'd read her books, um, and and absolutely she got you know welcomed. Yeah. Thank, they just appreciated her honesty, her honesty and her vulnerability yeah. again. And her vulnerability, it? That's what it, that's what it exactly. Boils down to. And you're going to keep going and you're going to so enjoy now the oh i know the last read of let me have a little flick of my book i'm so sorry we're going to do the, the last read is going to be from girl gods on page 247 mm -hmm. right to the end Ooh. and if you were like me i even read the acknowledgements at the end because i did not want the book to end i know you keep thinking there's going to be more and more yeah, yeah. it's so good so lovely yeah. And then we'll be announcing our new book next week. We We're will. chosen by one of our listeners and she's coming on to tell us uh, what she thought of it and what it's all about. Fabulous. So looking forward to that. So looking forward to it. Yes. So. Our topic, our main topic this week is why can't we drink alcohol like we used to? gin tea and I know you've done some research and I am all ears yes. on this one and I know it's going to do with our ever-changing bodies um and are we lumped together with men on on like the alcohol thing as well so over yeah. to you gin okay well I've never been able to drink so my body's really no different than it ever used to be Lou I've always been fairly intolerant to alcohol as have a lot of women but for most people men and women do come a little bit more uh, their bodies you know change slightly so but yeah you're right there's a lot of difference between men and women um, and alcohol so firstly let's have a look at what happens when we drink alcohol so okay. we take a sip of our favorite little tipple I don't know if I'm gonna like this but it actually, I think it will help okay. because once you understand what's going on in your body, you'll kind of be able to realise why you kind of right, feel like okay. you do. And it, you know, it shouldn't put you off drinking alcohol, you know, at all. But it, you know, might stop people Moderate. drinking so much and stop our age group binge quite often. So yeah. it might stop that. So we take a sip of our favourite tipple. Now, around twenty percent of the alcohol is absorbed into the stomach. And the other 80% is absorbed into the small intestine. Then it goes straight into the bloodstream and it goes straight into the bloodstream pretty quick. It goes through the stomach pretty pretty quick, okay. straight into the bloodstream. Um, so how fast the alcohol is absorbed depends on several other things. So one is gender. Now you're right. So we are very different. We're, we're made up. But as you know, up until mid-90s, any research medical research was only done on men because what we're a, an anomaly Lou what a bloody surprise what a surprise and this is the 90s it's not like the 1890s no this, this is the this 90s is so this is I always think like the 80s is like 20 years ago it's not so this was only 30 years ago because the 80s were 40 only years 30 odd years ago nearly all medical research was done wow. on men because we were seen as an anomaly because of our, our hormones fluctuating. So instead of thinking, oh, we'll, we'll try it on different women work and different... Work with it and work give with them it. some support. And some, so yeah. we were lumped in with the guys. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about that in a minute You'll as we go along. But we do absorb alcohol very differently than men. So that depends on our gender. It depends on the concentration of alcohol. You, we all know we've mm -hmm. drunk, you know, you can drink rum or you can drink a, a lager, the same yes. amount, and it will affect you differently. Yeah. So the type of drink affects you. Um, and also uh, another one we all know is whether the stomach is full or empty. 
Um, so we know that it goes through the stomach. So you can imagine if your stomach's full, the alcohol goes in, it gets soaked up and absorbed by right. all that lovely meal you've had. Whereas if you've only had a few pork scratchings in the pub, Ooh. Oof. <laughs> Oof. then it That's just kind of you know the alcohol works it's where it just goes straight out into the into the bloodstream so that's why you do get more drunk quicker okay um if you haven't eaten um so after the absorption the alcohol enters the bloodstream and it dissolves this is important in the water of the blood and the blood carries the alcohol throughout the body Okay, and then eventually to the tissues. So the alcohol from the blood then enters and dissolves in the water inside each tissue of the body. It goes everywhere. We tend to think of the liver, don't we? But yeah, it goes yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Brain, obviously the brain, that's why you can't yeah. speak after you've had a few. Well, everything <laughs> spins. <laughs> yes. So every tissue, with the exception of fat. Okay. Yes, exactly. So it can't dissolve in fat tissue. Um, so that's really important when we're looking at women. So if we go back to naturally, women have got a higher percentage of fat. Mm. In menopause, women have got probably an even higher percentage of fat. Because remember, we talked about the... Oh, our middles, Emma, didn't we? Emma spoke about oestrogen. And if we're lacking yes. in oestrogen, there is oestrogen in our fat cells. Yes. So our fat cells go, ooh, I've got to hang on to this oestrogen... Yes, so they keep yes, they want yes. to keep a load of more fat which why we crave fattier sort of carbs so we tend to have a more we have got more fat generally than men they've got more water we've got more fat usually in menopause so those two things the alcohol in men because of the, it's dissolved in water so you and steve if you weighed and with the same height and everything exactly the same mm. as steve you could not drink if you drank exactly the same drinks You'd be you'd you wouldn't be able to take it as you'd be more ill you'd be more drunk because it would be kept in your fat cells for longer. Wow! It wouldn't be dissolved. You imagine putting alcohol in water; it just it dis, yeah just dissolves. And the fat it's not going. The fat's not going anywhere. On a bit of lard. Yeah, on a bit of lard. It's not going anywhere, no, is it? No. Cripes. So that's really it. So that's one of the reasons we can't take it as as much. Okay. We can't drink as much because we haven't got as much water. Our, our ratio is a bit more fat to the water. So that's okay. one, one of the reasons. Totally body, to totally yeah. gender then, that yeah. is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There is a, a huge effect. Yet, when I looked up the um, NHS or the, the government's sort of guidelines for weekly drinking, it's 14 units each, men and women. Oh, so they haven't even got that they right They haven't yet. even got that right. I think it used to be more for men. I think it used to be 21. So what they did is brought it down for men. And I think they may have been trying to kind of think of the gender gap. Um, but actually, they didn't look at the... They can't have looked at the, the I think it would be science. really wise. And I don't think women would be upset, actually, to have everything broken down to know that if they were drinking, they were drinking safely and responsibly yes. and looking after their bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And still having a good time, but knowing they were in that limit. Yes. Whereas at the moment, you're chucking down 14 alcohols, which you, oh, 14 units, which you, you might even do on one night. I mean, God, have the next really, day. Yeah, and that's really bad for you. You know, yeah. so... Yeah. Ooh. No, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Again, like we were speaking about HRT, I don't know whether they think, the government think, or whoever thinks we're stupid women, and we don't, <laughs> we won't understand the science. I mean, this is all oh, stuff that you can find out. never a woman on a mission. I think if we're told, if yeah. we're told, given the evidence, we can, we're old enough to make up our own minds. Yes. 
But if we're told, you know, men can have 21 and you can have 14, we're going to think, well, why can't we have as much as men? But if we had an explanation about this is how your bodies work. Completely. And we have that information and then actually it's down to us. Like the HRT, and I'll keep harping yeah. on about it, but if yeah, we've yeah, got yeah. that information, Lou, we're educated, we're empowered. Yes. We can make that decision ourselves. And I can tell you're getting fierce. Oh, yes, it's <laughs> coming out in me. Oh. <laughs> but it, it does, it, you just think, the information's there, but we don't all, we just trust that people we are trust. telling us the truth. But actually, they're giving us bollocks. They are giving us bollocks. We don't need any more bollocks in no, our lives at the not. moment. No, so... <laughs> So, that, so you then got this blood alcohol um, concentration in your body and it's related to the amount of alcohol, obviously, that you've consumed, okay? Mm -hmm. So a, a person's um, blood alcohol concentration uh, obviously rises a lot in 20, 20 minutes after having a drink. Um, but so what happens to it then, Lou? So we've drunk this, this drink and we said it goes to our tissues, it goes to the fat tissues where women sort of hold it in. Um, it goes to the kidneys, so we know that. We start weighing more after yes, about yeah, an yeah, hour. Yeah, break the you know. seal. Yeah. How many times do you hear people say, yeah, break the seal? Oh, I'm all right, till I go once. Well, then they're off every <laughs> five seconds. You, you can go out with a group of five women and there's always four of you at the table because yeah. one will be in the toilet <laughs> at the same time. Always. Uh, but it's a men as well and it obviously affects prostate yeah, and all yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that, which you've, which you've got to watch as well. But it's the lungs. Now, interestingly, you know you do um, a breath I've never, thank God, I've never drunk no. and drive, so I've never no, had to no, do no, a breathalyzer. No. But that you breathe, don't you? Yeah. And they can tell. And so you can exhale alcohol. See, I always wondered about, I didn't, did not realise. Yes. I didn't even, I just thought it was in my body and not breathing it out. Either. Yeah. But that makes sense. I mean, how stupid am I? Because it makes well, sense because you can actually smell alcohol on people's breath. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yes. I didn't even think about that. So the you can exhale it, but you can inhale alcohol as well. Oh. So God. if you what, sniff it, you can sniff it. <clears throat> oh, I wouldn't fancy so, that. Do you know Oof. when people say, "Oh, if I drink, I can't drink champagne," it goes straight to my head. Yeah, where well, they're right because it's fizzy. So it's anything bubbles. because of the bubbles, because you inhale oh. them. There's another reason as well, but yeah, you inhale the yes. bubbles as well as drinking them. Um, same with uh, so say um, you had a vodka and coke, and I had a vodka and orange. Same amount of vodka, mm. it would affect you more with your coke. So carbonated drinks. Crikey. Same thing, you can inhale, but also the, the bubbles go down into the stomach and they, it's like a pressure cooker, they kind of force the um, alcohol through the stomach lining into the bloodstream quicker. Cri I keep saying crikey. Like a, little, like a little volcano going oh on in your stomach. Giddy ant. There you go. So if you're, if you were like us when you were 18 and you wanted to get pissed really quickly, you'd get your straw and your fizzy drink. <laughs> Like we used to, Jens, like when we went to Sam's nightclub oh, in Exeter. Oh, those are the days. Yeah. Those are the awful, horrible days where you had to get up for work the next day and didn't realise you were alcohol intolerant. Yeah, and just, yeah. still sick in your hair. Yeah, lovely, lovely. We always held each other's hair though, Lou. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah true friends from yeah. the beginning. Yeah, this is why I don't drink now, God. Anyway, so there, there's, your, there's your lungs, okay. And obviously, we all know about the liver. Yeah. This is where it, the alcohol really gets processed and where we get rid of all the toxins because basically we all know uh, there's not much in a lot of alcohol that is good for us. So I think there's some antioxidants in um, red wine and maybe some other things, but generally... Not after a bottle, there isn't. Yeah. Not after a bottle. Uh, generally, we're, we're, our liver's trying to cope with kind of getting, getting rid of it. So it chemically breaks down um, the alcohol into acetic acid. Um, now, it does this through um, 
all these different enzymes. There's, there's, there's one enzyme that breaks it down to this, there's another enzyme that breaks it down to that, and eventually it comes through as acetic acid and we, and we get rid of it. Now, another reason women can't take their drink as much as men is because of this first enzyme. I'm gonna name it once and then just call it AD, okay? It's called alcohol dehydrogenase. Mm. Dehydrogenase, yeah. Alcohol dehydrogenase, we'll call it AD, okay? So this is an enzyme that strips electrons from the alcohol to form a different enzyme. And then another one again converts it in the presence of oxygen to acetic acid. So this AD, is less prevalent in women. Okay. So not only have we got more fat and yeah. not as much water to dilute the alcohol, we've got less of this AD enzyme generally, um, and especially in menopause. We have less of this enzyme, so we can't break it down into um, the acetic acid as quickly or if at all. Um, this happens in women like me or even men that are alcohol intolerant. It took me a few years to realise I was. <laughs> um, but we, it's a genetic, if you're alcohol intolerant, it's your genetically, um, you've got, it's mutated, this, this, G, this um, cell, yeah, this enzyme, sorry. Um, so it doesn't work properly or, or at all. So when you wow. drink, you can't convert it. So you've got these toxins, no wonder you vomit or you... Because it is toxin, your body's just trying to get rid of it, expel. It's trying to expel. What happens when you have a poison, you know, is it's different to an allergic reaction. So that's a completely different thing yeah. if you've if you um, got an allergy. This we're talking about is intolerance. So this would cause things like low blood pressure, a throbbing head. Um, I used to get like palpitations, which that was a scary, really scary mm. thing. Stuffy nose, so you can wake up in the morning feeling like you've had a cold. These are all things that might tell you you might be alcohol intolerant. Um, and there's there's no fix apart from give it up or just drink less. Doesn't mean you have to have none. Just you moderation. Know, moderation again, isn't it? Just just drink less of it. Um, so and so that's it really basically but also the, the estrogen i mean women's bodies love estrogen don't they yes. you know so as we get into menopause we obviously have less of it um so there is some thought now that um estrogen protects the mitochondria in the uh, liver cells so this is uh, this is uh, a cell that's important in preventing scar tissue and things like that in the liver um so when we don't get it obviously it affects it has a knock-on effect to how all those enzymes work so we don't kind of again break down those toxins quite as well so there's there's all these these number of reasons um and um so there we are that is so so interesting because i mean we've all we've all been there we've all had the binge drink as we were younger and we all still think some days when we're out with friends that we can still drink the same yeah we do yeah and I mean, my hangovers are getting worse. Not like I'm drinking every day, but your hangovers are getting worse and your recovery is getting worse. If I know I've been with some friends and had a lovely evening, I can wipe out the next day. Yeah. Whereas, you know, 10, 20 years ago, you'd get up. I'd oh, go for a walk or yeah, go to yeah, work. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, not think anything of absolutely. it. Absolutely. And it, I think it's really interesting that to know that it's actually, it's, it is our bodies yeah. and it's our bodies. For a reason, yeah, 
Exactly. You know, we're changing, we're evolving. Exactly, and I think it's, it's really important to listen to our bodies. Yeah. That, I mean, and respect them. Because if you, if you don't listen to your body, you're not respecting it. You're not, you're just, you know, ignoring it. Yeah. You know, I, I think, and you're just harming yourself. Yeah, you're harming you know? yourself. And and just one last thing. There was a, it, there's, a, there's a study, a really interesting study done at the University of Illinois, um, which where they found, interestingly, that oestrogen not only all the other things I've just said, mm. but it helps women uh, enjoy alcohol more. It gives them that high factor. Really? Yeah, which is why women can get very addicted to alcohol quite quickly. So you See, can that's imagine... that's another it, it interesting is. subject, isn't it? Because then you've also got... Um, well, we've all got pressured lives, men and women, but sometimes that's just a nice, easy release. Yes. Having that drink of an evening because it's like well hey you know yeah yeah it is. is but if you're finding perhaps perhaps you can still take the alcohol um you haven't become sort of intolerant but you're just not enjoying it as much it may be your estrogen level yeah. has gone down and yeah. you just don't get that that you know yeah. dopamine sort of fix that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. high because like I say this one study has found that our enjoyment of alcohol is linked to the amount of estrogen we have that is so interesting. Thank you, yeah. Jinty. Thank there you, you for go. your research. You again. You are the wise woman, the font of knowledge. Yes. Well, I'll have forgotten it all by tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm glad it's recorded. <laughs> oh, that is so good. So, talking of alcohol, Lou, we had a wine co- a wine collective last week. We didn't did, we? we did, and um, we had some feedback from um, good old Laura. Laura, she, she's she's been so she's had it. Yeah, she's, she's what did she have to bottles. say? What did she have to say? So, the lovely Laura said her thoughts on the wine collective. So, her thoughts on the wine were the flurry. Now, this is her favourite red wine, but it can be expensive. Ooh. But the one from M and S. Their other supermarkets obviously aren't mm, available. Mm. Um, was well priced and as good as any of the more expensive bottles. So I'm glad. That's interesting. Oh, isn't yes, it? it's good. Yes, the connoisseur, she liked that. And then the rose champagne, which was the Delacorte, was yummy. Lovely colour, taste, and not too gassy. Oh, what if that got drunk very quickly? Well, exactly, <laughs> we don't know. Because she has actually found that Prosecco now upsets her stomach. So she stopped drinking it. But this champagne did not. And very reasonably priced at £22 and a lovely as a treat on a special occasion. And she's definitely going to get it again. Fantastic. Yeah, so thank you, Laura. And now, now knowing what we've just learnt, I wonder if the Prosecco... Remember what we were saying about the gas? It sort of explodes through the stomach yeah. lining. And that's pres- maybe what's upsetting yeah, her. and you know what? Prosecco is, is a cheaper drink, isn't it? Yes. So it's about a tenner. Ten to £12 yeah. bottle, isn't it, your Prosecco? Sometimes you get it on offer. And so you actually think, oh, it's a cheaper one. You're actually necking it back a bit quicker. True. But it's when you've got a £22 bottle of champagne, which is still cheap for champagne, but you're going to sip it and you're going to enjoy it. Yes. And you may just, and you can actually buy it. I didn't mention it before. You can actually buy it in half bottles. Oh, that's good. Which I have done before. It's not cost effective because I think the half bottle is 15 or £18. Right. So it's not cost effective. But actually, if you want to start bringing down your alcohol consumption, you can just buy the half bottles. Lovely. Which are lovely just to take round to a friend's or something. Yeah, and, and have not a share. treat and think, well, I can't leave the rest. I've yes. got to have the whole yes, full Yes, yes, but that, the half bottles are not for sharing. No. 
No, I can imagine. So let us know anyone that if you've tried, if you've done the the food, the, food, the wine collective, <laughs> um, let me know, please. It's, if you tried the Dukes as well, yes. um, so let us know what, well, you, what know, you think. Emma, Emma likes the Dukes. Emma likes the Dukes. Emma so likes the Dukes. We, yeah, Dukes, we, yeah. yeah, that's good. So um, now we've got a new food collective, oh, Lou, haven't we? We've got, we've got a no-bake. So, hang on, let me get the little bit of chinking of yep. um, plates in front of us. Lovely. Lovely. So I got you. I got mine, and you got yours. Yes. I know what mine tastes like because I've tried mine. Do you want to try one I'm of mine? I'm trying yours, and I'm trying mine. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try a bit. So these, before I try it, they are no bake. Mm, you're gonna have to talk. Yeah, chocolate fudge <laughs> flapjacks mm. um, by the lovely um, Emma Hollingsworth from her book Vegan Treats. Now this book. Um, uh, well, if I say saved my life over lockdown, it was one of the things that saved my life over lockdown. Some fantastic, absolutely fantastic. So this is these are vegan, Lou, but mm. you wouldn't really think, oh, that's a healthy vegan snack. They are he quite healthy, but they don't. They just taste so good, don't they? Sorry, I'm still munching away. <laughs> right, I'm gonna have a bit now. Mm. So, you can... so mm. I didn't quite. I must hold Ooh. up my hands. I didn't quite follow the recipe. Oh, you rebel! Mm. Yeah, I know. I'm no good at instruction, as you know. Mm. So I actually added dates to my... Oh, I love a date. Didn't have that. Was it currants or sultanas I had to put in? Raisins. <laughs> I didn't have them. But didn't I have any them. of them. Didn't have any of them. But I put dates. I also used the cashew butter that she recommended. Mm. And I thought that was very expensive. Yours, on the other hand, mm. tastes far nuttier. I didn't have any cashew butter, but what I did have was peanut butter. So was that the smooth or the crunchy peanut? It was peanut? the crunchy. Ah. And I always buy Manny Life. Mm-hmm. M-A-N-I Life. Mm-hmm. And not getting sponsored, honestly, but it is... In fact, Emma Hollingsworth from Vegan Treats put me onto it. Best peanut butter I've ever had. Really? So I put that in the flapjack. Mm. Yeah. And on the... Um, yeah, because it's far top. nuttier. It is, isn't and it? And I probably paid a lot more for my cashew butter. butter this double the price. Mm. And because, like, you know, I was a bit worried it was mm. all going to go a bit wrong, even though I sort of did go off piste. <laughs> but your cashew butter, I can't even taste a nut. No. So I would definitely make mm. it with peanut butter. Yeah. We'll put the recipe up anyway for you yeah. to follow. But maybe with a recommendation to. Yeah. Because to look at doing peanut butter peanut it'll butter be a bit, instead. a bit more reasonably priced and try as well. and, yeah and try and get a good one with no palm oil Absolutely. Um, or extra salt or anything like that in it because you don't need it I suppose you can actually put like some little apricots in there you could put anything in there once really. you've made them once you could do anything any old any old dried fruit any old dried that you, fruit that I you know. quite like but they're so easy mm. to do aren't they like you say no other she actually thought of the recipe one really hot summer a few years ago she could she didn't want to put the oven on but she wanted a sweet treat so yeah. she came up with these and you can also make them you can leave the cacao powder or caca uh, powder <laughs> as i went into the health shop to buy some caca powder caca powder did she laugh <laughs> yes she did <laughs> like a dried poo <laughs> that's why yours tastes funny well, mine are darker chocolate than yours as well we will take a photo of them. So there's a lot of lot of goodness in yes. caca powder. Yeah. Um, but you can do it without that and do like a salted caramel. Oh. Which is quite nice. I've done it with those as well. But um, and oats obviously yes. are, are really really good for you. Good for energy. They yeah. you know they 
make your energy give you long energy for longer yeah. um what else have we got in there maple syrup but if you're not vegan you might there well golden syrup because maple syrup can be quite expensive that, well i did find that quite expensive and i've used a whole little thing there's a it. lot of maple syrup in the in both the flapjack and the topping mm. isn't there so and it can work out quite expensive so if that's beyond your budget maybe golden syrup on syrup yeah we might we'd try do. that try that um and coconut oil is in there a uh, bit of controversy whether coconut, how healthy coconut oil is at the moment, but it has know, moderation again. Again, and then do you know what? It adds another little depth of flavour, doesn't does. it? it does. I also put because obviously I did go off piste with my dates, some of my linseed powder <gasps> in there. Yes. a little handful of that, a little half a handful of that. I threw in. Ooh, Emma's oh, Emma's ears will be burning. I know they'll be falling off. She's taught you well. Yes. I'm a good, good. I'm a good pupil. That's brilliant. Yes, but they are absolutely tasty. So, so that's a really good way of getting flaxseed if you don't if you've got you, you're finding it difficult to get those type yeah. of things in your diet you i wouldn't even know that they're they're in there that's just a really tasty flapjack yeah. to me yeah there we go so brilliant, brilliant. recipe thank you and we'll have you another no baker yes we will for uh we will we'll put, we'll put all the recipe on the um show notes and things won't we Lou? Yes. so you can... and we'll do a pick of both of ours yeah so you can see who's and it's who's on her good. website you can yeah. have a look on her website and she's in an um, in instagram as mrs hollingsworth and yes she can find all the recipes from there can i just say before if we're going to have a vote on who's looks the best jinty's does actually look the best because her chocolate <laughs> is all lovely and smooth and i've just sort of thrown my chocolate on <laughs> <laughs> we'll put some pictures up yes we will let we'll let we we'll, we'll let we'll let the <laughs> listeners vote but they're both very tasty. I could eat them. I could eat them both. Yeah. I'm just picking it out of my teeth now, though. That would be... <laughs> <laughs> Oats everywhere. Um... <laughs> As we are nearing the end of pet month... We are, yes. Um, we thought it would be just so lovely to hear some of your stories from the collective about how your pets have helped you through the pandemic. And we've had some lovely, lovely responses. People love their pets, Lou, From all over the globe. I may We're add. global. We're global. global. Mm. <laughs> We've had a lovely one from Luciana in Sao Paulo in Brazil. Um, and Brazil, I don't know if you know, um, but it was hit really hard in the mm. pandemic. I think their death toll is only second to the USA. So they've had, they're still having a really hard time. Um, so she sent us a really lovely message about her pets. So she says, yes, I have a beautiful pet story in the pandemic. We adopted a rescue dog on February the 29th of last year, still not knowing that some days later we would have to isolate ourselves from each other and spend so much time at home. Our previous pet was an English bulldog and he had died a year before and he was wonderful but he was too old and too heavy to play with the kids so we opted for a smaller dog this time. Duca is the best company. She sent Aww. a photo and I'll put some photos on it. The photo is gorgeous. So he is the best company in this pandemic. He was already two years old and was very scared at first. He must have suffered a lot on the streets. On the other hand, he is also very intelligent and quickly learns what is wanted from him. It took him about three months to feel completely safe with us and now he is happy all the time. He became my 10-year-old daughter's best friend. They sleep together, play together and I believe he has compensated a little for the lack of her friends and a brother who became a boring teenager preferring games. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. 
She was definitely the one who suffered the most with the lockdowns in our family. And she even had aggressive outbursts. It's been really hard for kids, hasn't right. it? Really, really hard. Really, super hard. Oh, but she says that the tailed little brother helped her maintain tenderness and sanity. That is, that's so lovely. That, that's sweet. really helped. Thank you, Luciana. Yeah, thank you. And then we had Sasha back in the UK. And she says, I'm very lucky to have a horse called Flora <laughs> and a pony called Cindy. I've had Flora eight years now and cannot imagine my life without her. My husband and daughter believe she's above them in the family hierarchy. <laughs> it would be wrong for me to say if this is true, <laughs> she says. She keeps me together, gives me a structure to my day. There is something so spiritual that you get from horses, you can almost breathe it in. Oh, Luckily, lockdown didn't change much for us. We were still able to do all the usual things. We just couldn't travel anywhere. So I was fortunate to have the peace of my horse in what was an emotionally difficult and stressful time at work. Because of them, I was outside and getting exercise. They take most of my money and most <laughs> of my time, but I wouldn't change it for anything. That's lovely. Yeah. Mm, lovely. So, and we've got a message um, from Catherine, who was in last week. Oh, She's got, lovely yeah, Catherine. lovely Catherine. Now, this is quite quiet, so if you can't hear it um, very well, just turn, turn it up just for a minute. But remember to turn it down, otherwise you'll have me and Lou. <laughs> Blaring in your ears in a moment. So here we go. This is from Catherine. Sash is such a wonderful presence. I'm sure everybody who's got a dog feels the same about their dog. Um, but what has happened to me over the last few months is I actually contracted COVID quite early on, back towards the end of March last year. And I wasn't too poorly with it. I had a mild case of it. And then after about six weeks later, I just didn't pull up at all. And I just got sicker and sicker and sicker until I was at, ending up spending between six and eight hours a day in bed for about six to seven months. Mm -hmm. So it was a pretty difficult time. Um, and during that time, I was, like I say, I was in bed all day long. And my husband, Steve, was busy doing everything else and all those things that I would be doing, like earning a living and um, doing all the household chores. So I was pretty much on my own, apart from, you've guessed it, Sash, who used to just come and lay next to me on the bed, usually quite tight up against me so that she was just leaning into me that little bit that they do and being there with me um it was so companionable and prevented me from feeling up there on my own and i am so grateful to her for that and one other thing i want to say is that she also helped me to understand that it's not what I do that's important, but who I am. Do we judge our dogs on whether they earn a living? <laughs> cook the dinner <laughs> for the house every week. Oh, wish they could cook the dinner. Oh, the mm. Or do we judge them on who they are and that they're there for us when we really need them? Mm. And taught me a very valuable lesson so there you have it Catherine and Sash great what a Thank lovely you, man and, and 
Do you know what? It sounded so lovely in her oh, garden. I know. It sounded like she had an aviary tweeting at those beautiful I know, birds. She... I was almost that's sort of meditative. Wasn't I know. It? Well, she lives on the moors. Oh, but so... that is a great lesson, though, isn't it? it Dog, is. Dogs do. Yeah, they can teach us that. You know what? What's important in yeah. life? Yeah. Lovely. Um, so, so next, we're going to move on to Sylvia's dog Cookie, who's a golden doodle. And she said, having a dog even before the pandemic has been fantastic. Somehow feel I have more permission to be out walking. Thinking about our morning walk makes me happy. I get time to think and observe out, which I will struggle with to do at home. I also get so much love from the dog and all I have to do is rub her chin. It also is helping the kids gain some responsibility, which can only be a good thing for them and me in the long term. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they've got to put something before themselves, haven't yeah, they? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, lovely. Thank you, Sylvia. Um, we had a lovely message from Amanda. Um, unfortunately, I ruined the recording, but um, she recorded a message, and basically, she's got two guinea pigs. And um, she took, I don't know if anyone, have you, you had to take Luna to the vet once, didn't you? We did through, yeah. through lockdown, yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, quite, it's not a very nice experience, is it? Because not you can't go in them. with them. Yeah. yeah, it was horrible. So Amanda was saying she had to take um, one of her guinea pigs to the vet, and then she, she hated leaving him. The vet had to take, I think it had a lump. Um, and anyway, it wasn't a very nice experience for her, but... The guinea pig was okay, and the, Sammy oh, and Ollie were reunited. Goodness. Yeah, they were reunited. I don't know much about guinea pigs, do you, Lou? No. But they're very shy, apparently, Amanda was saying. But we do have a little message from Sammy oh, the guinea pig. do we? Yes, we do. So here we go. Listen carefully. <gasps> How cute is that? He sounds happy. He does. How sweet's that? That's so sweet. Thank you, Sammy. Yeah. I Lovely. wonder. I wonder how how many um, if anyone's got any pets. <laughs> Sammy's still still yeah. chatting. He's still chatting away. Apparently, he was chatting away while Ollie was eating his own poo. Oh, yeah, delightful. So, <laughs> mm, very cute noise. Not such a cute thing going on no. in the background. <laughs> no. Any more? Any more comments? Oh, we do have a, a couple more to go. So we've got Joe, who's got Dot the Beagle. And she's got Aww. Frankie the horse. So she says, I think pets keep you grounded. You find peace in the mundane jobs of general care, like letting your mind wander whilst poo picking at a stable. Pets also love you, always, with no agenda. They just love you for you. That's yeah. so true, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that is a bit like what Catherine was saying, isn't it? Yeah. And we've got um, another one from Maggie, which I'm going to play now. Hi, Jinton Lou. As you've mentioned, next week is National Pet Day. I have horses and they play a massive part in my life. Pets don't judge us, they just accept us for who we are. And during the past 12 months, pets have played an even greater role than ever, particularly for people living alone or having to isolate. They have a unique way of lifting a mood. How do they know when to jump on our laps? <laughs> Not horses, obviously. <laughs> they communicate by body language. And because of this, they're always two steps ahead of us. They read our energies and know by the way we carry ourselves how we're feeling. Whether you have cats, dogs, horses, rabbits, budgies, I believe that to stroke yeah. an animal of any kind offers us a real positive release. And I think our world is a better place with animals in them. 
That's a lovely message, so isn't it? True. She's so she's so right. And while she was mentioning about um, jumping on your laps, you know, how do they know? Um, I had a, an experience over lockdown because most people most people I know know that my husband was trapped away for five months during lockdown from about February to July or something and um, you know although I had company with the kids it was quite a difficult time and um, there was one time where I was having menopause problems my anxiety mm-hmm. uh, was hitting the roof and um, and I just you know those days where you just want to curl up in yeah, a ball yeah, and you yeah, usually yeah. can't but I thought I just I just slid down the <laughs> in the kitchen slid down one of the units sat on the floor and curled up in a little ball and I had a few tears and I just heard this little tip tap tip coming through she's a, she's a big old girl you she can't is, miss her Jessie. and she just she just put her head on my lap and just snuggled right in a bit like Catherine said just snuggled right in tight and um just stayed with me and held that space that we yeah. were talking about it yeah. was it was so lovely um when I shout and scream at the kids or something she's off she don't want to be <laughs> she, anywhere near she's me gone. she's gone but she knew she when you knew. needed her she or knew. needed something that's happened several times before that and since, but that particular time because lockdown was yeah, yeah. so so hard. Yeah, so they just hard. know, they don't do, they? They really, really do. Um, so we've got Laura. Laura. So yeah, Laura's got a love, lovely Laura again. She's, uh, she's, she's got, got her own slot, isn't she? <laughs> she is. So Laura's got a lovely little uh, Rufus, a border terrier. So she says, my little man is now 12 and he's always been a treasure. And I would go as far to say as he's a lifesaver. There is not a day <clears throat> that goes by that he doesn't make me laugh, give me a reason to get out of bed and make me feel wanted, mainly for food. <laughs> but during the first lockdown, he helped me so much. He seemed to know something wasn't right and was much more attentive. We both enjoyed the time that we were allowed outside and walks became the highlight of the day. Uh, but she has a little warning and doesn't recommend everyone gets a dog because they do totally rely on you. They cost a fortune. They do. They do cost a yeah. lot of money. Um, uh, yeah, you've got to be pretty prepared. Yeah. Look look into it if you're thinking of getting one because it's a lot of work. Um, and have you got one there from Sarah? We've got yeah. Sarah and Samson, who's a Rottweiler of 15 months. So she says, Sarah says, we got a new puppy at the start of the first lockdown. My daughter, who's 21 was reluctantly home from uni. We had one of those. But the puppy helped unify us as a family and we found we really enjoyed all the extra time together because we were focused around the new baby in the house. He's a bit bigger now though. I bet he is as a Rottweiler. Well, 15 months, he looks about 15 stone. Oh really? I, yeah, I'll put, I'll, I'll put, I mean, he's a, he's a gorgeous, he's absolutely gorgeous looking, but again, I'll put a photo on. Um, we've got one more. Well, our, lastly, we've got our lovely Annie, lovely Annie at the Beesery, yeah. and she left us a message, which I'm about to play. Hi, Ginty and Lou, Annie here. You asked on your Instagram whether pets had helped us through lockdown. Most definitely, yes, they have. So I wanted to give a shout out to my three little dogs, Coco, Mumford and Mabel. Without them, I probably wouldn't have gone out some days. So yeah, they've got me out twice a day throughout this last year. Um, for some lovely, lovely walks, um, especially along our beach. Um, so yeah, they've been brilliant. Um, and it's always, and now that I'm also working from home, it's been company. Um, the only downside I would say is they have become incredibly needy, but that's another story. Bye for now. 
So ginty, our WIs, because we yes. forgot to do them last week, because we'll see having a little tipple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we were, I gave you the WI of gratitude, or because I couldn't remember the word gratitude, I called it gratefulness. Gratefulnesses. And then we both had one from you about shampoo. Yeah, so we did. We did. Should we talk about your gratefulnesses? Let's first? talk about my gratefulnesses. I've been getting on really well, Lou, actually, because I do keep a grateful. Well, I keep a diary, a journal that I yes. do in the evening, which covers many things, many random things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of them is I do three things I'm grateful for in the evening. But what I found by doing it in the morning um, was my. Um, gratitude my gratefulnesses were quite different than they were in the evening okay. because in the evening it's more about reflection I think looking back yeah. about what I did that day um in the morning um you know what can I put I mean I sleep really well thank goodness what can mm. I put grateful for a night's sleep that yeah. would probably be about it if I was yeah. reflecting but what it, it kind of makes you um I get up very early as you know so it makes you kind of right what am I grateful for right now right here right now and so it's things I'd noticed like the birds singing, mm. um, the peace and quiet, you know, um, my dog, you know, laying, she always comes and lays next yeah. to me for my meditation. And it just made me notice and appreciate those, those tiny little things in life, aren't they? Being in the now. Being in the now, completely. Yeah. And then that carries you for the day then, doesn't it? It does. It's, it's a really good start to the day. So yes, I like that. Um, and so how did you get on with the, so we, I gave you a shampoo bar. You did. To try for the tin. Mic. And a little tin, tin so shampoo. you don't get all that muck around your shower. No. So I actually used it this morning and, um, I loved it. It, it, it lathered, wow. which, which a lot yeah. of bars don't, so no. it lathered. And then when I was rinsing, my hair was lovely and squeaky clean. And I've got a little natural wave in my hair, not much, not as much as you. And actually, that wave's still there, and sometimes it can be taken out and be flattened. Oh, but yeah, so I really You said like you wanted it. to keep the body in one yeah, of them and flattened and it, it. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. So, yeah, great. And how are you getting on with yours? Because you've got a slightly I, different flavour to same. me. I got one with rosemary because the rosemary oil is, is good for thinning hair. Yes. Um, and A, I love the smell. Yeah. Um, B, yeah, the fact that it comes in a tin and you're not getting like gooey yes. gunge everywhere is great. Um, and. I loved, I loved it. I've done mine this morning. Yeah, I've got loads of body, good. haven't You've I? Got, and yeah. curl. Yeah, I know. Um, so for me, um, I, I, you know, once I finished off the other shampoos that we've randomly got yes. all around the house, well, not all around, no. in the bathroom. In the bath, yes. Yeah, I don't keep them in the lounge. <laughs> but once we've finished, once we've finished all the shampoos, I will definitely be trying to persuade the whole household to, to go, to, go them, yeah. to get them. I know, I can't remember the name, but we'll put the name we on our show notes we because will. it's obviously yeah. one on the, on the gram. You have to kind of give them a, a good go, don't you, with different yes. ones? Yeah, definitely. And they, it might not suit everyone, but it's been good for both of us. So that's quite, and we've got totally different hair types. So And we, none of us can do everything. Like Lauren on Wear Em Out Pads yeah. says on her podcast, you know, we can't do it all. You know, no. we're, we're not, we can't be angels all the time, but no. we can do what we can, can't we? And yes. if we can help by not putting all those microplastics into the sea um, just by shampooing our hair in something different, then why the heck not? Absolutely. Yeah. So what that leaves us with is Laura's three tips. It does. I believe. So let's have a go. So Laura's recorded three tips for us. So I'm going to play here now recording number one. Hi everybody, my name's Laura and I'm Ginty's cousin. Ginty's asked me to give you my three tips for life. So here we go. 
The first one is be kind. Treat others as you would like to be treated. You don't know what's going on in their lives. Giving somebody a smile costs nothing. Asking them how they are and really wanting to know the answer costs nothing. Mm -hmm. Speaking to somebody, saying hello, again, costs nothing. It's easy to do. Probably makes other people feel good and especially yourself. That's nice, isn't it? That's a nice one. Laura, yeah. you did sound like you wanted to go to sleep then, didn't really? she? She went on the telecourt. <laughs> yeah. She did say as soon as she pressed the record button, she went, she got um, stage fright. Oh, so we'll have to get her on live. But she did, yeah, she did sound like she was um, a little bit sleepy there. Yeah, the delacour, that's, that's that's what it was. Yes. <laughs> so we now have Laura's tip two. My second tip is to treat each day as if it is your first and last make the most of every second you will never get that time again oh. yes short sweet and absolutely to the point that one definitely it's hard to do though yes it is especially when you've got a lot of baggage and you're carrying a lot of weight some days and your mind's going on off yes. on, on the skew but that's yeah. where your gratitude in the morning will help yeah keeping you yes. grounded and in the moment that's a lovely one thank you laura um so let's hear laura's final tip and finally, my third tip, I'm actually not very good at this one, but um, it's look after your body. Mm. It's the only one you've got. Don't waste time trying to change yourself. Enjoy your uniqueness. So true. Very true. And women generally aren't very good at that, are they? No, because like we were talking about before, you see the girl in the size eight, size six jeans, size zero jeans, and you think that's where you should be. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I think they're getting. I hope they're getting better. I think they are. I think. I think the myths are being busted on I that think, one. I think they are. I. I saw. Well, only this morning actually. I had um, uh, glancing through my emails, and I had a, an email from I think it was Lululemon. I think it was from who sell yoga. Yes. Yeah. Gear, and um, it was about running. And I thought, oh, here we go. Let's have a look through. And there was this, um, over, well, I don't know whether you call them oversized model. I don't know what you'd call them now. Probably a normal size. A normal, oh, size, a normal size, size woman, woman in a crop top and um, shorts. And she looked amazing. Yeah. And it, do you know what? It made me smile yeah. throughout the whole of my body. And yeah. I'm seeing more and more of that, Lou. Yeah. And now when we were younger, no. we, we had Kate Moss looking like, you know, like yeah. a yeah. drug addict. Yeah. Yeah. That was the kind of look. Yeah. Cocaine, cocaine addicts, yeah, wasn't it? That yeah, was the whole yeah, look. Yeah, that the you heroin wanted. look, wasn't it? That's, that's right. what they called it, the heroin that, that's look. That's right. I've got the wrong drug. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I don't know one from the other. Wrong drug from the other. <laughs> no. But yeah, well, you had to look almost emaciated yes. to look cool. And God, I mean, I've never How looked emaciated. <laughs> well, my, but, my husband reminded me when, when the girls were home that when I first met your mother, she had a thigh gap. <laughs> oh, well, that's <laughs> filled in now, isn't it? Filled in by a gender gap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're getting that get gender gap filled in. Yeah. One, day, one day at a time, just like the thigh gap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, okay. Oh, that's such fun today, Lou. Such, so nice such to meet face. Fun. Such fun. Face to face. Face to face. Fantastic. Tea and cake as well. Oh, tea and cake. And a lot of cake. rustling. So sorry about the rustles. Yes. But we, you know, we're just what yeah. you get is what you see. Yeah, exactly. No, what you hear. Yeah, we do it all ourselves, guys, yes, we folks. Do. So you know, hopefully, it's all been you know, sound has been okay. We hope. 
Um, but before we go, Lou, um, I'd like to tell everyone um, about uh, Channel 4 programme, which is going to be on Wednesday night, so this Wednesday evening on the 12th, um, called Sex, Myths and Menopause. You may have seen it advertised already with Davina McCall. Yes. Yes, so it will, I mean, it will be, it looks absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously raising awareness and, and normalising this sort of thing that we every, every woman goes through. <laughs> and hopefully, yeah. you know, like we're just trying to, you know, get people to look out and find information for themselves. But it'll be brilliant, mostly because it features our guest that we oh, have no, next huh? week, the lovely Samantha Evans, co-founder of Joe Divine. So, Brilliant. yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. She talks to Davina about sex and menopause, and she will be here at the Womankind Collective discussing the same, and we can't wait. No, can we? we certainly can't. We've got yeah. some fabulous questions. Yeah, we already have. sent in from we the have. collective. What a lovely week, Jint. Thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. Well, we hope your tea's not gone cold and we hope you'll join us next Sunday for The Collective when we have a new WI, our weekly invitation. We will be discussing the final chapters of Untamed by Glennon Doyle and announcing our new book, Collective. Yay! And our topic is Let's Talk About Sex with Samantha Evans of Joe Divine. Not with salt and pepper. No. Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> we would love you to subscribe, follow and review our podcast and please head over to our Instagram page Womankind Collective to leave comments or DM us with your thoughts and find all the links and chat from the podcast today here on the show notes. Oh, well done. Been a brilliant week. <sighs> what lovely. It? So Fantastic. nice to see your lovely face. Yes, and you, Lou. And thanks for all your comments. Yeah, guys. Keep them coming. Yeah. We love them. Yeah, we do. They've been absolutely wonderful. So I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. And um, Can't let us know wait. if you bake those or oh, don't bake. Yes. Don't bake no, them. Don't bake them. <laughs> Just eat them. Eat them. Yeah. yeah. See you next week. Bye. Bye.